this thing on. Alright, here we go. Open your beer. Can't it's not believe, a contest, just open it. Can't believe you drink beer with that's a twist off. Look, man, that was not loud at all. Let's see if I can make mine louder. There we go. You're a pro. I've opened many of these in my day. San Antonio has come and gone already. I can't believe there's only three weeks left in the season. Yeah, it kind of flew by. Mm -hmm. It's funny how that happens when you're not in it. I know. The summer seems so long when you're marching, and then you're you're just going about your life, and the summer just happens, and you're like, holy crap. It's, it's just... already like the third to last week of the season. Atlanta's in like four days from now. Yeah. That's crazy. So, welcome everyone to the Aged Out Podcast. Today is a little different than before. In our past episodes, actually, just because Evan is not with us today. Uh, he couldn't make it up. Uh, he did watch the San Antonio Regional, uh, as I did, with today's co-host, Aaron Bailey. How's we, it going? We've had on the podcast before. It was like our third one ever. Mm -hmm. We sat you down and let you kind of walk us through your your history and the activity and your experiences at the Bluecoats and, and the Grassmen. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. So we figured I needed a guest. Um talk about San Antonio. Evan couldn't make it, so we got him today. So welcome back to El Show. Thanks for having me. Cool. So before we go any further, just make sure, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all social media, as in Instagram and Facebook. It's all just Aged Out Podcast. Super easy to find. And so with that out of the way, let's get into what we like, didn't like, what we thought about the regional. I think it's a good year for Drum Corps. I agree. I said it in... Evan and mine's uh, early season impressions podcast that this season there's like seven or eight groups that are all just really really good yeah I'm, I feel like we're like we're back to drum corps like sometimes last year I felt like I was watching BOA a little bit minus the uniforms yeah <laughs> I still got some work to do on the uniforms still got front. some weird uniforms but I I feel like we're we're kind of back on track like doing yeah. cool things yeah I, the core that I'm most excited about are the cadets and I've told you this, I know, a billion times. I've, Evan and I have talked about it. The cadet show this year reminds me of the cadet shows that I grew up watching and idolizing. Like the 03, 2000, those early 2000s years, late 90s, even early 90s. Like like that run and gun. They have so much aggression and energy in the show. It's just exciting. And the one weird twist is they have a four-person like hymnal vocal section. But I yeah. actually like the way they use it. Most of the times. When it's by itself, I'm not a huge fan, but when it's used within the horn line, like those sounds are used together, it actually sounds pretty cool to me. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on the whole vocalist and, and DCI idea. I think, uh, I feel like a lot of cores feel like, oh, well, since uh, that's the president now, we have to have a vocalist in our show. Yeah, there are a and lot of groups that have some vocalists. Some of them are bad. <laughs> There's, Blue Coats have a vocalist. The Blue Coats vocalist is really good. I think that should be the standard. Is Blue Coats are nailing it with a vocalist. They're using it well. And if... Um, yeah. I like them. They've got a vocalist this year. The Cadets have vocals. Did Vanguard have any vocals or BD? I feel like one um, of those two. I know Crossman did. Crossman did, yeah. I don't remember who else. There were. I feel like there's just a handful. It's mm. too much. I'm not, a, not a huge fan. Uh, but, all right, that's enough about just drum corps. Let's talk about... Marching percussion. So I didn't really agree with most of where the the drum judge, whose name is right Ostamore. in front of me. What was it? Ostamore. Ostamore. He wasn't judging when I was marching. I've never heard of this guy. I want to say 
It was either... It was one of the years I marched. Where Maybe he first started showing up? That, yeah, I started seeing his name pop up. Yeah, he... Uh, some, but I just didn't really agree with a lot of what he said. Aaron and I watched the regional together, and we decided at the beginning of it to create our own rankings, like where we would place everyone, hearing everything on the stream. And I've got mine in front of me. I don't know if... I think Aaron might have left his at home, so we'll just... Oh, I totally... You know, I stopped doing that halfway through the regional. <laughs> oh, well. I guess I'm just a super nerd. Whatever. So, I'll go over my, what my rankings were at some point, but the judge, the, the finishing placements ended up being... He had Vanguard in first, BD in second, uh, Crown in third... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that right? Yeah. Vanguard was first. Okay, yeah. BD second, Crown third, Cavies fourth, Bluecoats fifth... The Cadets were 6th, Boston was 7th, Blue Knights 8, Phantom 9, Crossman was 10, Spirit was 11 actually, which that was, we'll talk about that in a couple minutes here, and then Blue Stars were 12th, man, they he dogged them hard, and then 13 was Colts, alright, we're not going to go back any farther than that, but let's talk about those groups up towards the top, actually rewind that, let's do... The bottom ones, like the Spirit placing 11th, Crossman 10. Oh, yeah. Spirit is... This is a good year for them. They're, they sound a lot better than they normally do this year. I think this might be the best battery they've had probably in the last four summers. Like, just the sound quality is better. Just the level of clarity they're achieving. I got to see them live in Kentucky, in Alexandria, Kentucky, uh, two, the week weekend before the regional. Mm-hmm. And Evan and I were both standing there in the lot watching them, and we were both just like, this is a good year for them. Like, this is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Like, and so seeing them finish 11th, Whereas, I don't know where they've been finishing drum-wise in previous summers, but it's good to see them be in that like, top 12 ranking at a regional, because they haven't been there in quite a while. Yeah, like I, they're, they're definitely doing, they're, they're doing some more this do year. Do you think they were better than Blue Stars? Because he had Blue Stars below them at 12. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Spirit is still kind of like a little rough around the edges. Like yeah. They're maybe not Less as refined. refined. Yeah. yeah, that's a good word like to use. Like, they for don't it. have maybe Eric Shriver, who... We both idolize here. Correct. The standing tri- in front of him. The tribe's tribe. the man. But, yeah, I don't know. It was it was hard to hear Blue Stars on the field, so. But we, we've talked about that before on here, too. That's been the case for the last few years. Mm-hmm. They, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the way they hit the drum. Uh, well, I mean, it has to be, because I know how Shriver, I, I don't know if Shriver tunes the snare drums, but. And now they're on Yamaha, right? Or uh, did they go to Mapex? I'm not sure what they use, actually. Comment on the video and let us know if you know. I feel like I want to say it's Yamaha. What they use? I was jealous because it was after I left that they switched. Did you still have Mapex? Yeah, I marched Mapex. I had Pearl when I was there. Thumbs up. Maybe it was rough on the field or something, or I'm not sure. Because obviously we've talked about they don't cut through the horn line a whole lot, and there weren't really many exposed moments either for us to Mm -hmm. get a super good read on them. Um, they had one or two features where we got a good idea of what they were working with, but typically you work on your features more than you do the stuff buried by the horn line. So yeah. maybe all those notes they were throwing, it, it, it did seem a little dirtier to me than in videos I've watched too. They've seemed like they've been a little dirtier than they have the last couple of years. Now this, I heard, I heard a rumor. I don't, I can't, <clears throat> I, I don't know whether it's true or false, but you heard it um, here first folks. Yeah. Part of. Part of their design process is writing the drill first and then writing the battery book to the drill. Now, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but huh. I feel like that is a weird way to 
to go about it? To go about it. Because typically all the music is figured out first, right? Yeah. So they know, like, hey, we have a percussion moment here at this part of the show. Make sure they're completely wrong. Don't quote me there. Yeah, well, (laughs) the facts don't matter here on this podcast. We'll just cut all this out. Yeah, right? No, we're not. Yeah, we're not going to cut it out. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's debatable. Who's better, Spirit or Blue Stars? Uh... I don't like giving the benefit of the doubt because of a, of a group's history. I've said it already that I think the Blue Stars might be a little dirtier at this point in the season than I've heard them be in the last couple of years. Maybe that's what it comes from, and Spirit's having a good year. It could have just been a bad run. It's only it's one show. We'll see what happens in Atlanta this weekend and see if anything flip-flops with a different judge. Or mm-hmm. We'll see. So above Spirit at 11 was the Crossman at 10, and Phantom was 9. You know... Actually, he has Crossman at 9 in Achievement and Phantom 10 in Achievement. So Crossman were cleaner, according to him, which was, w- was what I was about to say. Crossmen are definitely cleaner than Phantom is. Yeah. they. I think Phantom's book is definitely harder. I mean, just like last year, Rob Ferguson's writing crazy amounts of notes, high, high note density, it's fast tempos, so it <laughs> makes sense. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't write anything, like, abnormal, just everything really fast <laughs> exactly so it's like it, it makes perfect sense why the judge would have crossman below phantom in content but from an achievement standpoint i 100 percent agree that crossman are cleaner or were cleaner that night uh over the stream and crossman have a lot of exposed moments for their battery there's a lot of exposure which is really cool nothing peanut gallery yeah, I just I can't <laughs> get over I can't get over that that big quad moment that Phantom has that Oh, the 15 quads. Like I think, you know, maybe the idea is cool, but in theory, the the notes that they're playing as a 15-man quad line, they aren't achieving. And I just don't like it if it's not clean. Yeah, if I just it just seems gimmicky. It's like what can we do just to do it? It just seems like they're doing it just to do it. I, I don't know any other way to say it besides that. It's just, I'm not a fan of it. It doesn't sound good. Um, and there's a real disparity, and maybe this was by design. Obviously, you have your quad line. I think they have five quads, and there's nine snare drums, eight or nine, one of the two. And at one point, after everyone puts the quads on, they split into two groups of quads in that front tarp, like in front of that prop in the pit. And like the right group plays something, and the left group plays something. And there's such, to me, it comes off as, all right, the five quad drummers plus the the best snare drummer or two on quads are in this group, and the rest of the snare line is over here on this group. It's like when uh, when BD had all the snares. You could tell which year. one was the snare line, and you could mm-hmm. tell which one wasn't. And I don't, maybe that was intentional. There's some conceptual th- show design reason for that to be the case, but I just don't think it's paying off in the way they thought it might. Whereas the Cavaliers gimmick of the quad feature with the marching xylos Oh, is, I thought that was pretty cool. Is awesome. We'll get to that later when we get to the, talk of about course, the Cavaliers, but Michael's telling me about that and I'm like, okay, there's there's no reason to march that instrument yeah, ever. He hadn't but seen it until the, we watched the regional. I saw it and I liked it. I thought it was cool. Oh, yeah, it's it's really really cool. It's creative. Uh, I would have never thought to have like I never thought I was going to sit down and watch a drum corps show this summer and that was going to happen. Which is, yeah. it's really, you think you kind of like been around the block, you've seen a ton of shows, you kind of know what you're going to get. Then that happened, and I was like, wait, what a minute? What? 
It's like, all right, take out the uh, the VHS from 1977. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool moment. It might be my favorite moment in all of DCI this year. Because now I've seen, like, the top 16. That might be my favorite moment in the entirety of the activity this summer. Rise of right now. Obviously, groups will add new endings to their shows and all that stuff. But yeah, it's a good time. So, Phantom and Nine. Um, let's see... Blue Knights. Whoa, wait a minute. I just checked the got to the Blue Star score again, the the recap score. So they got 12th overall in drums and 11 in content. So Spirit and them were flopped, flipped, flopped, either one, in content. They had a 13th in achievement. That means wow. he had um who was 12? Colts, he had Colts above Spirit, them in clarity. Crossman, yeah. Phantom, all of them. He had Colts above them in clarity, which they they must have just had a bad run because I don't I, I do not think that the Colts would be cleaner on the move or just in general. I don't know. They've kind of been like for a few years now. They're they're sneaking in there. Yeah, they, I, I'll give them a look. I'll check some more videos out. I'll, I need to I need to see what's going on there. Then if you're you're giving them the Aaron Bailey stamp of approval, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Nobody gets that. All right, so moving on, Phantom and Nine. Then you have Blue Knights have eights across, eighth place across the board, content and achievement, as well as obviously overall. I'm kind of surprised. They're that low or that high? Well, I I guess I, I imagine that they would just be like keep on climbing every year, you know, at like breakneck speed. I agree, but I don't know if who, it's, are, who are they supposed to beat? Maybe it's a problem I mean, with Boston. I could see an argument where they should be just above keeping Boston. vets or something. I don't know. Maybe, but so Boston was in seventh, right above them, with sevens across all the subcaptions, and everyone's on the Boston hype train, and they have been since they came out swinging last year and had a had a way better year last year, like across the entire drum corps, and everyone got behind. Everyone loves an underdog story. I never bought into it last year. I think they are the drum line is clearly better this year than it was last year. But I think seventh place is probably right about where they should be. Yeah. Some might hype them like I've seen comments online and friends of mine talking about friends of mine talking about how phenomenal they are and I'm like, yeah, they're good, but the book is very samey. From phrase to phrase, a lot of the writing is similar across the bo- across the board. Now they have a mm-hmm. they ha- have a couple motifs that kind of stay persistent for the entire show. But I mean, what do you think? I again still hate the snare drum tuning, but they're. P- I think you know I don't want to discount what they're doing because they're playing really well, and I think they're playing you know some pretty pretty good content as well. I just don't think I really like the sound that they make when they like, hit the drum as a drum line. Yeah. Just yeah. seems like a very, a very harsh, kind of sound. Maybe it's the tuning. I don't know. I, I think the tuning hurts the snare drums a lot. I think it's super choked off. Although it's it, super it dry. was a little less dry in San Antonio, I felt than it has been in the first like few weeks of seeing them. Uh, and I and like you said a second ago, you said they're still playing really well. That's one hundred percent true. Like once you get to like the top eight groups here, six groups, they're all incredible drum lines. Like we we nitpick and like pick apart like well this is kind of bad this sound quality is a little weird like they're still the best in the world at what they're doing you know i I would not want to be the judge that has to put them in order (sighs) you and i said that multiple times we're trying to we're doing our rankings at least him for the first half of the show and it's like how do you pick 
Now, you hear a lot more when you're on the field right in front of them, clearly, but I would not want to be a percussion judge this summer because it's, it's a lot of good drum lines. It's a lot of awesomeness going on. A lot of clarity, a lot of, a lot of really good writing. Uh, so everything we're picking at right now is obviously just very subjective, opinionated, but that's the point of doing this. So, so Blue Knights 8, there was something about them I just remembered. Do you remember, like, we couldn't hear a lot of the drum line, even in exposed moments? Mm-hmm. Do you recall that? I do remember that. We were talking about that. Like, I don't know what it was. And maybe that was the show when, you know, the internet was acting up and, or the live stream. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but we both pointed out, like, I don't, it had to just be anytime, the Yeah, anytime the horn line was playing, though. We couldn't hear. You couldn't hear us. Even the rim shots. Usually rim shots and like cut through really well. We couldn't even hear rim shots from the snare line. And I know they're clean enough to cut through that because they're one of my favorite groups that I've seen so far. Um, let me pull up my notes real quick on them from the uh, from the show. Let's see, Blue Knights. Oh, they're bringing back the on-field warm-up. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I haven't seen a group that they started playing every exercise they play on the field before they perform. I mean, honestly, it makes sense because you warm up. You have like a half an hour downtime. You hop on a bus and you drive over to the stadium. Yep. You're completely cold by the time you go on. Or I guess I'm thinking finals, but, you know, San Antonio is not much different. Yeah. Uh, I've got, uh, I made a note here to point at, talk about their, like, they, they're the most dynamic drumline, like, they play the most musically dynamic. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. Out of I've always loved that about them. They, their roles start at nothing. And they get all the way up to their eyeballs. And it's just, they're warm. And it just sounds awesome. There was one specific role in their run through that you didn't you didn't hear it start. And it just came out of nowhere. And just was so clean and warm. And just like smacked you in the face. And I think that was through the horn line too. It was like in the beginning first like three or four minutes. Like comes out of nowhere and you could, it's just the perfect crescendo. Like that, you know they always talk about the exponential curve they talk about, mm-hmm. of like, that's how you want your rolls to crescendo? <laughs> they it, actually did it. They actually did it. It was the perfect. The first drumline ever to, <laughs> I don't know to what play the, a, a bell curve crescendo. I don't know about the first, but it was, it's some good, there's some tasty, tasty crescendo rolls going on at that group. Uh, we already talked about Boston. Um, I wrote down, what did I say about Boston? They had a very clean start. Um, the drums did seem not quite as dry. Their book's pretty difficult. Um, the new ending, the new ending to their show was dumb. Oh, that was uh, where they, I guess they was get rescued found or was here or something. And then, yeah, they leave. So yeah, like BAC they have like was here. They have, they were like right on the field at one point, lost, and then they have found under it, and they all the new ending. After the old ending, they continue on and like they all like scatter drill and stuff, and they're mosey, all drowning because they're in the over, ocean. <laughs> mosey over to the beach, and they're all in the in the end zone basically, where they're they're, they're like beach tarp laid down, and then they have like was here, and I was just like, <laughs> I guess they were rescued at that point, and the, obviously the island is still there, but I was like, this is stupid. Well, I your guess old you're ending, just not an intellectual thing. I guess the old ending was better to me. I don't even know what the old ending was. I haven't been well. It up was as much. Where it was the impact before oh, that. before they, they kind of like restarted. Bef- yeah, before they restarted and did some more stuff. Yeah, it was uh, not a fan. Um, so yeah, Boston, I didn't hear enough of of Blue Knights. Not enough of it cut to know whether those should be swapped or not. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't think Boston should be above the Cadets, who are the next one in sixth. But we'll get to that in a second. Just to wrap up Boston, 
they did have, and I actually have a note of this uh, here from the from the stream. They have a lot of exposed moments for the battery, and there were a handful of phrases like in exposed moments they didn't finish. Mm-hmm. So I I first thought the judge was going to put them higher than seventh because the hype train they've been scoring pretty well in percussion so far this season. Um, it just seemed like it might have been an off night for them, maybe just because yeah. it was not finishing a lot of phrases, just not. Not what I not what I had heard previously from earlier in the summer. So yeah, cadets in sixth. Cadets what do you think about sixth. that? Well, I gotta check out who was in fifth. The home team's in fifth. My boys. What was the spread between Blue Coast and Cadets? Coast had a seventeen three five to seventeen two. So it's pretty close. So fifteen hundredths. Splitting split hairs at that point. I don't know. I'm I'm torn because, you know, cadets came out on the field during the live stream, and I think we both agreed that it was it was clearly, you know, an up to the uh, the quality that was happening in the drum lines. Oh, hundred percent. Like it was, it was a jump. I think they have a big long feature. It's like sixty seconds long, like pretty close to the pit, kind of behind, directly behind them. And you looked at me and were like, "Are they going to tick yet?" <laughs> like it's like I a 60 that. second long ram just like a traditional cadets tom unks in your face just aggressive ram like, come on guys it's time to take some and sometime. he looked at me like halfway through it was like are, are they gonna tick at some point it's like i don't think so this is just it was it was locked in that their whole run was locked in like every exposed moment just yeah. sounded good there there just wasn't anything that was really ugly no yeah there was think. it was just it was really really solid um I like their show a lot. I think I said this at the very beginning of the podcast. Like their show is a callback to the cadet shows of old, minus the hymnal singing stuff sprinkled in there. Like it's fast tempos, hard drill. It's aggressive, tons of energy. The drum lines in your face at multiple moments. Um, I wish I could relate. Cause I never watched those old, old cadets lines. I didn't know what drum corps was. Oh man. I'll, t- I'll give you a history lesson and we'll go watch a bunch of YouTube videos from like 02. So, let's see. Cadets in sixth. I'm going to go over my where I would have ranked everybody at the end of this. Uh, I do not agree with the cadets being in sixth. So I have blue coats in fifth, which is. Where did I put them? I don't want to reveal it yet. Okay. I don't know. I'm. I'm... I think that might be pretty accurate. I was getting ready as, to say as far as where they, this, it. I don't understand the uh, you know Osdemore gave them fifth in content and achievement, and I feel like maybe the uh, content's probably a little higher and achievement might be a little lower. Maybe yeah, I could agree. I don't with know because I, you know, I, I watched them at rehearsal a few weeks ago in Kentucky, and um, they play a lot of stuff really well when they do play together. Correct. They make really good sounds. I agree. I just think they let stuff go. And I don't know. You know, I think the worst sounding stuff was when they were at the front of the field and probably being picked up by mics. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me wonder, you know, like like how how many problems are being added by the drum line being picked up on the mics. Yeah. And there's just, you know, another factor that can make them sound bad. Yeah. You know, or they're just playing dirty, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, halfway through the show, I think at the halfway point, him and I were talking, and there were, 
They have a lot of they. Ex- they came out like really hot. Yes. In, like the first minute or so. Of yeah, the show. they did. Like I was super excited about. And that's it. what I was getting at. Like they had would have. They have a lot of exposed moments. The drum line is exposed a lot in the show this year, and it's almost like I feel like I'm flipping a coin. Every time they're about to have an exposed moment, I was like, all right, heads, it's going to sound amazing, and, and tails, it's going to sound like just gray the whole time yeah, that's and weird. not there's, locked in. There's kind of like, like it wasn't like a all, middle ground. It's yeah. They're really good or like exactly. pretty bad. Because typically at this point in the season, you'll have like most phrases of the top groups are locked in there. You'll have like little things. Somebody will pop out of, rip out of a roll at the end, or the attack will be off by somebody here, and so mm-hmm. they have to recover over a count or two. But there were like whole phrases that were just out. Yeah. That were just not up to the quality of the phrases they nailed, and when they they nailed phrases, don't get me wrong, and they sounded great when they nailed them, but it was like I just felt like I was flipping a coin every time you'd see, okay, camera goes to blue the, the drum line. Let's see if we're gonna get good blue coast drum line or gray blue coast drum line, mm-hmm. and I almost think that is a better problem to have potentially than if you have like we start together, somebody like ticks a flam drag here or like gaps of space or something like this or whatever mm-hmm. just or passing plays around. a little too loud because that's just little mental errors if the whole phrase is gray that's something you can address like hey you're hearing this wrong from your spot in the drill set you need to adjust in this manner and it could just lock it in that way yeah or just more and more reps they're going to get over the next three weeks things like that can just lock in as you get more accustomed to what are my listening responsibilities in these forums what are who's in charge of the time you know what i mean yep so I think I think they're going to get cleaner. Obviously, everyone's going to continue to get better over the next three weeks. But yeah, I think I agree with you. Fifth might be that night at least where I would probably put them mm-hmm. based on what I saw. Um, so after them, had the Cavaliers with that awesome quad feature. Warms my soul. Uh, that Cavaliers. I, just, I can't stand the splits. I know. <laughs> <sighs> Macintosh is in love with the snare splits. And I, 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 I'm beating a dead horse because Evan and I both have said this on here so many times. But it's just, they have like a 45-second snare feature towards the beginning of their show. And that's like a snare drummer's like dream come true. Yep. It's like, hey, we're going to put you in the front of the field. We're going to give you 45 seconds to play the coolest snare drum feature you can write that we can handle to play. Only thing better would be if you just don't move the whole time either. They don't move the whole time. They, barely, they do some body, but there's no drill in it. Like, mm-hmm. they do some, like, body leaning away from each other, and they chose to choose 20 seconds worth of snare splits up and down. It, and I appreciate it in the sense that I know it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And that is, honestly, out of all the groups that have tried to play snare splits, the best I've heard them sound. I don't know. I think, you know, if, if you're splitting, like, singles, that's one thing. But I think if you're just splitting threes, then you should go play bass drum. <laughs> Yeah, and that's not yeah. that's not like a diss on bass drum. Like that's I wish I would have played bass drum because that would have been awesome. But <laughs> I just I hate hearing it in a snare line. It's just every pair of sticks is different. Everybody's hands are different sizes. So we're gonna we're gonna hear all your different your nine different snare tunings. It's impossible. <laughs> it, it, it is almost impossible. You can get nine or eight snare drums really close drum to drum tuning wise, but I've never heard them perfect. I've never heard anyone get them absolute like top head tension perfect across the board and equal bottom heads exactly the same pitch, or you like, could just tune them purposely like uh, just <laughs> chromatically or something like bass drums. Yeah, 
No, it's just it, I just feel like it was a missed opportunity, and it, I still again appreciate it because it is hard what they're doing, and it does sound decent, but I just feel like it could have been something so much cooler, like a moment akin to that quad xylo feature. I'm not saying you got to have a keyboard out there with them, but it could have been a feature moment like that that sticks out in everyone's mind and they remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just, I at least want to clarify that we're not, you know, discounting the work that the members are putting in because they're killing it. But. Well, of course, I said a minute ago, when you get to the, we're nitpicking at little stuff. All of these groups are the best on the planet at what they're doing. We're splitting hairs at this point. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, all these drum lines play differently. They their techs are teaching differently, so different techniques and styles. Like, yeah, we're not. We've said before we don't. We're not dissing on anyone's effort. Like, we just hate everyone equally. Exactly. So. Exactly. No, this is just we're just do, we're, we're analyzing. We're giving analysis. So I did think Cavaliers drumline is super strong this year. No, they deserve at least they deserve top four, top five, one hundred percent. There was talk at one point, and I would have agreed with it earlier in the season. Like maybe a drum trophy a year. Like when was the last time we saw? A Cavaliers line. This of good? This caliber, yeah. 2011. When they won a yeah, drum trophy. Probably. Like, like, this is the best, like, this is the best spirit drum line there's been in the last four years. It's probably the best Cavaliers drum line in the past three or four years. Mm-hmm. They're always good, but this is like a different level of, of greatness. I think they're on, the, they're on the path to achieve by the end of the season. Even if they don't win the drum trophy, it's just great. I like the writing. 98% of the writing. Um, <laughs> uh, so after Cavies, actually, let's look at the breakdown. They were, because they were in fourth overall, fourth in achievement, third in content. So this is a point of debate here. Crown was in third, which I also wouldn't agree with, and I'll talk about in a second once we're done with this rundown. But he had Crown winning uh, achievement over Cavies and Cavies winning content over Crown. I would have just had Crown above them in both categories, um, unless it's the, unless it's front ensemble related. Is Ostomore is the uh, Rhythm X guy? That's Vibraphone, I think. That's Lightski. That's Lightski. Okay. He was the Exilum. Is is the Exilum? He didn't die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was an Exilum in his day. No, uh, but yeah, I think Crown just I think overall is better than the Cavaliers. I think I just think I fourth place in content for Crown in general is low. Yeah. I've seen their book up close and personal, like right in front of me, multiple times. I know, and I'm going to sound like I'm biased at this point. I talked to their staff, their caption head. I know him. I marched with him. I know the kind of, like, their book is full of hand speed changes, dynamic demand. Their drill's not super easy. Like, they. And it, it, it to me. Speaking on just drum lines, Crown's drum line is better than Cavi's drum line to me. I would agree. On just watch, just the eye test and ear test. Now, this difference in content could be front ensemble related. And as someone who you know, studied if percussion, I, if I would have paid, paid any more. attention to <laughs> any of these front ensembles, maybe I would have an answer. I know. But I, I'm so brainwashed at this point. When I watch drum corps shows, if the drum line's playing, like that's what I'm listening to. That's what the show is. <laughs> to me. To me, really. I mean, it's just, I, I guarantee if a lot of guard people watch a drum corps show, they're going to notice the guard 95% of the time if the guard is doing something. Mm-hmm. So it's just nature of the game. Uh, that's, that's the only explanation I could think of as to why Cavies would be ahead of them in content. 
it's got to be front ensemble related. I remember we were in 2015 at the Blue Coats. We were getting knocked for our content mm-hmm. all summer because we picked a, a show that was a lot of minimalistic music. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's only so much you can do with a percussion book when you're playing uh, in that sort of genre. But yeah. So if that is what it is, you know, I feel for him. But yep. So Crown was in third, Cavies in fourth, like we said, and they were only separated by point zero five. So it was really, really, really close. Uh, then they had BD in second, which I hundred percent do not agree with, and Vanguard in first, um, pretty handily too. Like Vanguard, what had By an eighteen <laughs> three, and BD had a seventeen eight five. Like that's a big gap. Yeah, I think my issue was, you know, kind of like uh, Blue Knight's drumline with BD. I couldn't hear the drumline the whole show. I think and you- whenever we could, they just sounded gray. Yeah, they're not clean. Everything I've seen of them up to this point, they're not that clean. Now they're probably going to just, you know, peak do, at the do right what they time. normally do and play clean at finals. but And peak right there. But In San Antonio, I think it was a different story. I think Crown and Cavies were both better than BD that night. I think so, based off of what we could hear and see. Yeah, I think you looked at me halfway through BD's show and was like, do they even have a drumline? Because <laughs> they have like a small feature in the beginning... And then you literally, there's no exposed moments. It's like you just can't hear a drumline at all. Yeah, they don't expose them. They're not cutting through anything. Like, they're just kind of there. And I'm. Sh- they look I- really good, though. God, they move so well. <laughs> it's unreal. It's unreal. But I, I'd i have them in fifth at that regional. Fourth, maybe. Maybe ahead of Bluecoats. Somewhere around there, yeah. My top three, personally, would be uh, not in this order, Crown Vanguard Cadets. If I had to pick a top three from that night, I'd probably put Crown in first, Vanguard second, and Cadets third. I think it's definitely a toss-up for me between Vanguard and Crown. Because it, yeah. it seemed to me like, you know, I, I think I heard some fuzz here and there from Vanguard. Yeah, they weren't per- nobody was but perfect. Nobody had a perfect I feel like through. I heard less of that from Crown. Crown had less ticks than anybody else. Yeah. There were less little tiny things or rolls that started gray and then locked in or like it was and and something that Crown does Crown has an unmatched uniformity in their sound quality across their battery. They sound so crystal clear. Their clarity when they're clean it's a much more mature clear warm sound than when blue coats are clean or when cabbies are clean you can tell like all they have nine snares or eight i don't remember i think it's nine somewhere between five and ten correct uh you're an idiot um thank you they the only times i've ever heard lines sound like that when they have that level of clarity is when they're all hitting the drum the same way and blue coats, blue coats achieve clarity at times. Crown achieves clarity, and crowns just sounds clearer, like it's just pristine. Their clean is cleaner than everybody else's clean at this point in the season. I think I, I mean, I can't disagree with that. 
I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's just everybody that I've talked to, friends of mine that did the activity at the high upper level, like it's just the consensus. I will say though, I haven't seen Vanguard live, so correct. But I can't really draw conclusions there, but. Vanguard snare line sounds like Vanguard's like a Renick snare line, except for 08 Phantom, because that was just immaculate uh, by like July 3rd. If you've not seen Phantom 08's drum line, go to YouTube. You're already on YouTube. After this is over, look up Phantom 2008, and it is. Yeah, it's right before Phantom 09 and right after <laughs> Phantom 07. I'm, gonna, I'm never having you on here again. It's cool. Check it out. No, yeah. Uh, Renick does what Renick does, and. His system is refined. His his kids that come through the system stay in it the whole time, their entire careers. They know what's expected. They all hit the drum the same way. They It's just a different kind of sound quality. Um, it's warm, but it's less... I, I prefer Crown's quality over Vanguard's quality. I think so, too. And that might, you know... I've always just grown up on this side of the U.S. and... Mm-hmm being a fanboy of blue coats and not so much the west coast so i will admit that i'm biased completely yeah i i my top three in this order crown vanguard cadets i think i had blue coats in fifth and or fourth and bd in fifth when i finally ranked everybody yeah let's say i had crown vanguard cadets then blue coats in fourth cavies in fifth blue devils in sixth then Boston in 7th, BK in 8th, had Crossman in 9, Blue Stars 10, followed by Phantom, then Mandarins, Troopers, Spirit, and Madison. Yeah, I very, very different from what this guy's top stuff sounded like. It's, I don't know, I just can't get over, I saw, I think the St. Louis Regional was the weekend before San Antonio, and Crown beat everybody in drums. Vanguard was not there at that show, but they beat Blue Devils, Blue Coats, Cavies, and it was... It was good because I think they deserved it. I, I didn't think yeah, Christian. I think, I think so too. Alan Christensen was the judge that show, and when Prosper is not judging, AK's word is like gospel. Well, yeah, both of those guys. Those are the two best profession like judges. Standard. That's it. If they put you up, like I trust their rankings of groups over anybody else's, and AK had Crown in first over BD Bluecoats, uh, Cavaliers, Cadets. Now again, Vanguard was not at that show. So I don't know where he would have had them in that mix. But I think it says something when AK at the first real semi-meeting, it's not like San Antonio, the first big regional, being in first, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think it bodes well for them uh, over the rest of the season. I, I need to look up who's judging Atlanta, who the drum judge is, because now I'm curious. I'll have to look that up later. But, yeah. Any other thoughts? That all she wrote. Any other thought? What do you think of the Blue Coach show? Oh, session forty four. I love that show. I wish yeah. I could march that show. <laughs> I'm going. Put me in, Coach. Yeah, fake your birth certificate. I'm coming out of retirement. I think. I think my favorite show this year right now is is the Cadet Show. I haven't. I haven't liked a Cadet Show in a while. I think since they won a gold medal. Twenty eleven. Eleven. I think that was the last Cadet Show I really liked, besides this one. Uh, it was Angels and Demons 2011. That was yeah, 20, yeah okay. That show. Was yeah, because awesome. then after that was it was Christmas and it, yeah. things got weird. <laughs> My age out, they did Christmas and that was really funny. Then it got real odd, but yeah, this is good year for the Cadets. I think they're gonna finish strong. Um, yeah, Cadets are throwing down. I can't say it enough. Mike loves the Cadets. 
Man, my fan, my inner child, my inner high school kid. If you could go back and march again, would you march the cadets instead? Well, I was gonna march the cadets. Where I was gonna go, I wanted to. I wanted to march for the cadet in the cadets, but it was more so for Tom Hunks than than a cadet thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and fortunately, uh, from a logistical standpoint, 2010, 09 was the year he left cadets, and Colin took over. And my first summer where I was first auditioning was for 2010, and he was at the Blue Stars, which was two hours from my house, as opposed to Pennsylvania. Oh, which so that's I why you went to Blue Stars. Yeah, Tom Monks was the reason I went to Blue Stars, because I wanted to march with for him since I was 14 years old. And I was, like, I was looking at plane tickets, like, eight months in advance to go to Pennsylvania to audition for the cadets while I was at Moorhead. And um, then I was like, wait, they released, like, all the staff releases happened, and I... So my buddy texted me and go, it might have actually been Evan that texted me. He goes, hey, Tom's at Blue Stars now. I was like, holy crap. Tom, please let me march for you. It was it was cool. It was really cool. Um, although I really didn't, I was really immature and young. Like I didn't really get to talk to him. I didn't talk to him a whole lot or like get to know him a lot. I regret that. I wish I would have, but I was trying to not die that whole summer. So yep. I wasn't doing a whole lot of talking in general. I've been there. Yeah. Your first summer can be rough. But yeah, that's why I ended up in Blue Stars cool story yeah so it makes me very happy to see him back at the cadets doing what i loved watching them do all through my youth he he just left for whenever uh you were able to march and he did it back. for me man i did it one year and i left sorry tom <laughs> <laughs> um no i didn't march anywhere in 2011 but i kind of did leave whoops oh well uh-oh neither here nor there so I think that about wraps it up. That's all I, I got. I just looked over my notes again from when we were watching the regional, and I think we hit everything I wanted to. Um, BK plays great roles. Crossmen have great tap fives again. Yep. Cadets I was, are throwing okay, down. I, last year, I was so I watched Crossmen play tap fives in the lot, and I was like, wow. That's I, never thought, I never thought tap fives would be that impressive, but they really were. And they, they were very rhythmically accurate when they played them. It's like that. There's wow. no slur at all in there. It's like exactly what they're supposed to sound like mm-hmm. yeah yeah good stuff yep so let's uh let's close this thing out we've been we've been jabbering for about oh what's it been now 40 43 minutes so let's close it out so again thanks everyone for listening um please subscribe to the youtube channel once again follow us on instagram follow us on, uh, like us or follow us on facebook uh again we mentioned it on the last podcast we are actively in the process of getting our podcast to where we can have it on iTunes so you can download it on your iPhones and laptops and all these things. So be on the lookout for that hopefully by the end of the summer. And uh, I think the next podcast is going to be post-finals. Yeah, I think Evan and I, are you, what, what are your plans for finals? Well, I guess I have to go now. Oh, yeah, because your girlfriend filled the hole at Bluecoats. Duh. So he'll be there. Um, Evan and I are probably, I think, definitely going to semis and finals. And we are going to, I think we talked about doing quarterfinals this year too. So we'll be inside for quarters and then hanging out, doing whatever for semis and finals. So said it before, if you see us there, you want to hang out, talk to us, feel free to come up and say hi. Uh, And we'll just see everybody after finals. Peace.